You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the writer of Shirley, Sarah Gubbins. To our suffering, my dear. There's not enough scotch in the world for that. (laughs) Shirley, what are you writing now? A little novella. I'm calling none of your goddamn business. (laughs) Well, you were invited to stay here for a few days until we can find a place. Shirley has these bouts. She's gone sick in the head. I read your story. What are you doing in here? It made me feel thrillingly horrible. Hey everyone, this is Daniel Howitt from the Next Best Picture podcast. The film Shirley was a hit at Sundance, and it was co-written by my guest today, Sarah Gubbins. She's a successful playwright, and you know her from shows like I Love Dick and Better Things. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) First of all, congratulations on this film. Such a success coming out of Sundance. Uh, First of all, I just want to know how you got to this project. What intrigued you about the novel itself, about Shirley Jackson? What brought you to this project? Um, I I was a longtime Shirley Jackson reader, and obviously, probably like many people, um, first encountered her work reading the lottery in high school, um, and then uh, had intermittently read some of her other novels. Um, and I really never anticipated doing a, uh, a, a like rendering her as a character. Hmm. I thought it might be fun to try to adapt something or find a short story that that felt um but then i read the novel by uh susan merrill and uh, a friend of mine gave it to me when it was still in a manuscript form so it was pretty early on and i just loved the idea that there was a character this character of rose that came to live with shirley jackson and that shirley jackson wasn't super invested in it and really wasn't excited to have um, a border um but and and so in in many ways it felt like oh this is this is a great way to as an audience member and as a a reader try to get to know shirley and Hmm. and so that's kind of how the project was born and later on i i i really figured out you know I, i the more i learned about her life and the more i learned about um, the reception of the lottery, which um, was both, a, you know, catapulted her into literary celebrity, but also was one of the most reviled stories the New Yorker mm. ever published. And, and she received for years um, bags and bags and bags of hate mail um, mm. for writing it. Yeah. And as you started to to develop that, uh, you know, an interest in that story, Obviously, you've had success as a playwright and in TV. How did you know that this was a film? Um, well, I, I, I think that there is a great similarity in writing features and writing plays um, because I knew that I didn't didn't want to do a like a cradle to grave biopic of Shirley mm. Jackson. Um, I thought so. So really, it's about identifying and in, in like what is the, the the major action? Like what's the what's the major struggle that this character is going to have and and building up a story around that i i knew that i wanted it to just be about one transformational moment in both of these women's lives mm-hmm. and a transformational moment for shirley herself the, when she's able to really kind of lock into a new way of writing and you know she takes on while she continues to write short stories 
um, Hank's Man was really the beginning of, of at the beginning of her novel writing. So I think that's that takes a lot of confidence and courage and fortitude that and so so placing it that way I think is is it, it felt that's where it started to feel like a feature and, mm. and not in any way a television show. Sure, sure. And like you said, you know, this isn't a traditional biopic in, in any way and definitely not credit no. to grave. <laughs> um, so and and both within the context of the film and and as it relates to Shirley uh, herself, this is a, a fascinating blend of reality and and fiction. And so mm-hmm. how did you how did you approach that balance the balance between Shirley as a real a real person and as a character in this story? Like how how accurately did you want to portray her? I felt like once I declared that it would be a fictional um, account of basically a year in the life of Shirley Jackson, um, I gave myself a lot of permission to just solely invest in in the story. Hmm. Um, and yet, that being said, I appropriated so much from her life, and 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 a really big part of of the film is Shirley's imagination and what it would feel like to possess that imagination, but also how in some ways vampiric um, a writer's imagination actually is. And it's, it's not, it's not a landscape that is rational or causal, you know, it's, Mm. it's very subjective. It's very tangential. It's very dreamy and it's um, incredibly nonlinear or, you know, otherwise writing would be, I think much easier. So I, I also wanted to kind of bring in all a lot of different elements of things that Shirley would later go on to write a little bit more fully. Um, so, you know, her fascination with mushrooms definitely show up in mm-hmm. We've Always Lived in the Castle, for, for instance. And, and, and in some ways, just try to take an audience on a journey with a writer and see how there is this crazy lens through which you know they experience the world and then spit it out into their writing and as a writer yourself obviously um what what, uh are there any similarities between shirley's writing process and your own and how did that sort of influence the way you approached this this film um well there's definitely uh there's definitely similarities in our in our dress when I'm on the, uh, a deadline. Um, there's the same sweater gets worn many many days in a <laughs> row. But um, I think I honestly I think part of the similarities are the ways in which you know she doesn't stop. She's a very hmm. she's an she rewrites a lot. Um, it's not an entirely enjoyable process. I think she loves having written and getting to the table and I think she and I both I I gave her one of one of the lines I I usually say to people when they ask how the writing's going and I just always ask them never to ask me that but um (laughs) other than that uh I think I think the ways I, I you know people are tempted to always try to kind of put a writer into one of the characters Mm -hmm. and i think the surprising thing that both maybe shirley and i share is uh, the ways in which we kind of um fracture ourselves and throw parts of ourselves into varying characters throughout Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think that's that's a surprising thing. When you read Shirley's work and then you kind of learn a little bit more about her biography, you can see that she, that she shows up in very unexpected ways um, in a variety of characters and not just in mm. kind of the experiences of the protagonist. What are some of those ways that you threw yourself into some of these characters? <laughs> oh, I asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> Set you up. Um, I, I enjoy playing records very loudly. And uh, <laughs> so I think Stanley and I actually have, um, and I'm a, a terrible dancer, but I yeah, do, do, think do you I'm put on fantastic. a show when you do it as well? <laughs> I certainly do. Um, and I won't let anyone say the title of the Scottish play under my roof. So there is that. Um, uh, and I, I do, I think a little bit like Shirley enjoy cooking um, when I am absolutely consternated by writing. Mm. So I think there are ways in which, um, we do share that. I, I I think we keep, I might keep a cleaner house than hers. And I don't have, I'm not particularly fond of cats, although I do have a couple in my okay. life. Uh, so. Awesome. Well, what were some of the most challenging parts as you, as you dove into this, uh, this film? You know, I had, I had faith that if I rendered this marriage between Shirley and Stanley, that and I did it kind of as honestly as I could, um, that, that, that it would, uh, that it would land in some ways. Um, but it is kind of an esoteric, it's a slightly off color. It's, it's, it's a hard marriage to really watch yeah. entirely at yeah. all times. Um, but to me, it's, it, that relationship is, is the foundation of the entire film and, and, the, the the marriage between a writer and their first reader, which Stanley is, he's the one who reads everything she writes first. Mm -hmm. um, it, it takes a intimacy and a trust and a, a really deep devotion. Um, so I was hoping that that would come through. And then when Michael Stahlberg and Elizabeth Moss came through to play these parts, mm -hmm. I had a lot. I had a lot more faith that maybe we we're going to get somewhere. Um, and I could never, I honestly, I never could have depicted, I couldn't, I couldn't have seen what their performances were going to be like, um, even though I had such esteem for both of yeah. all of their work, but that alchemy of the two of them in those scenes to me was just beyond my wildest dreams. Hmm. Yeah. That scene, uh, towards the end where he reads, hangs a man, you know, her manuscript for the first time is, is brilliant. Um, felt it on a visceral level um mm -hmm. did that I, i'm sure that, that that rings true for you was uh you know you've had experiences like that is mm -hmm. that is that kind of how mm -hmm. you feel when you hand off a project for uh, the first time uh, yes yeah yes it's terrifying and i usually do a lot of cooking i think last <laughs> time i did it i made like three different soups and i don't know i i just i just go to the kitchen yeah that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome uh, what, what are you most proud of about, about this film? Oh, I mean, I think the collaboration with, with Josephine Decker mm. and with the cast, um, Odessa, I had never met Odessa mm, and yeah. I had no idea that sh she would bring this just like almost, uh, there, there was just an eerie comfort to, and, and she just 
she just brought like a punk vibe to Rose that I had never envisioned. I'm really, 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 really proud of um, the ways in which Josephine just so deftly handled uh, Shirley Jackson's imagination and just, and, and brought like her heart and guts into it. Um, because I think she, I think Josephine and, um, really was able to share the vision that I had initially. And, and, and Elizabeth Moss was able to throw herself entirely into it. I think she's physically transformed for the role in, um, and in some ways I, I, I couldn't believe that Shirley Jackson was like looking at us and, and hmm. on set, you know, so yeah. very proud That's of great. that. That's great. You should be. Uh, well, any any uh, any upcoming projects for you that we can that we can look forward to? Upcoming uh, projects that you can know about? Maybe not yet. Okay. All right. Fair, hey, maybe fair they, enough. Maybe they'll be uh, tripping their way out in pretty soon. But okay. I'm still in. I'm still in. Uh, I haven't handed it over to to Stanley yet. Let's sure, put it that sure. way. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Well, we'll be looking out for it because we're excited to see what you do next. So. Uh, uh, Sarah, thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk with me. And again, congrats on this film. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the writer for Shirley, Sarah Gubbins, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Shirley is currently on Hulu, and you can stream it right now from the comfort of your own home. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we shall see you all next time.